Hi, I'm Dipfer. Hi, I'm Karin. And this is the 13th episode of Thinking on Thinking. Uh, this week, we set off to talk about how people care about uh, brands, things, other people, uh, and ended up spending a lot more time uh, kind of exploring the notion of why and uh, what leads to people caring about um, about things. Uh, we had some interesting thoughts about identity and how you care about things when they're part of your identity, but ended up really uh, understanding and unpacking more about why do we even care about this, right? Like, why are we doing this and why are we on this journey? It was a really interesting conversation. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Um, like I feel like I, when I was in high school, but I enjoyed ceramics, but also was good at ceramics in a way more than like other kinds of art, and it made me feel I don't know. I care more about ceramics, but I don't know if that's different than like there's a, there's a caring for yourself. oh I want to be better at this thing or oh I want Mm. this to be part of my identity and then there's a different thing where it's like oh I care about um, seeing you successful Hmm. or I care about this brand or person I wonder though like there is always that care Um, care is like closely associated with identity like if you think about when people talk about being a parent or you know being a pet parent they always talk in terms of themselves or the relational aspect like a part of their identity is attached to this thing whether it is oh I'm a runner so I care about running or I'm a science person so I like oftentimes when people are caring about things they have their identity closely associated with the thing well so I wonder if that part of that is because like like you have an attribute that you're expressing in that way, right? So it's like, oh, I feel I'm a disciplined person. Well, because of that, I run every day, right? Mm. Or like, right, like, oh, I am compassionate and warm towards like, you know, people or things that I feel like are dependent, right? And I, I have a pet and that's the way I demonstrate that I am that way to other people and to the world. Yeah. Um, which I think is also really interesting because then I think, it's something that we've talked about before, but where you feel like you have to revert back to the mean. So when you start to, when you add something in your life that is something else and you feel, I don't know, it's just like either you have to change your self image or Hmm. you have to find a way that it's, that things come back to the mean in a different way. Okay. So this is not um, entirely the same line of thinking, but like I have information that can be added here. Um, So do you know what is the difference between OCD and OCPD? I think we've talked about this at some point before, but you might not remember it. Um, So OCD (laughs) is like, you have intrusive, obsessive thoughts. It can sometimes present as anxiety, but you basically have intrusive thoughts and you do some behaviors to like, which makes you think that this, like whatever is the negative thought, it's not going to happen. So like people who wash their hands raw, um, yeah, they're not thinking that like the thoughts feel intrusive. The thoughts feel like they're not my thought, right? Um, OCPD is like when we call someone a control freak. Huh. They have obsessive tendencies as well, except that they don't think that those obsessive tendencies are wrong. They think, of course, everyone should sort their books this way. Everyone should sort their travel this way. Everyone should do things this way. And like that's obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Now what's entertaining is like OCD is ego dystonic and OCPD is ego syntonic. Which means that like 
one aligns with your self image and one doesn't align with your self image and like what doesn't align with your self image causes you distress and what aligns with your self image you have zero inclination to change it because you're like this is who i am <laughs> uh, in that show i was telling you about white lotus the mom like moves all the furniture when she checks into the hotel room and the children are like what are you doing and she's like no i'm just making it like into a more livable environment for us because like there's all of, so many of us here and like she's like this furniture is just not right like it's not creating like a good space for us to interact with each other and um and anyway it's just entertaining um <laughs> also in turtles all the way down she really hates her thoughts yeah yeah um so it can kind of make sense that like sometimes when people have pieces of their identity that they don't think or rather sometimes when people have behaviors and they don't align with their identity it would be very difficult to switch it so it can on the surface almost seem like oh you want to care about it but you don't like the new year has just started and so many people would have made resolutions of i'm going to go to the gym i'm going to eat better i'm going to like you know use my phone less meditate more but i'm not sure how many people see themselves as the kind of person who does meditation or the kind of person who works out even if they want the results of having worked out which is like a strong body or the results of having meditated a lot which is like a calmer mind they probably don't see themselves as the kind of person who does this stuff hmm. i was thinking about it like i don't know how true it is for you but i know that it's true for me that i don't think that i have a crisp idea of what being an owner of a successful company looks like for me what what is it why would you be say more right so like i mean again i don't know how true it is for you but i have been feeling that like you know i was wondering why am i not making it a priority why am i not willing like you know willing ready actively putting more effort right like why am i not putting more effort into making joya successful and okay one of the things that i realized is i don't think i have a crisp idea of this is what someone who runs a successful company looks like someone being me in this case but do you usually feel like you have that before you embark on something like you when you want Hmm. So um like in two different ways. So you know how the, you have met you would have definitely met people who were like oh I definitely want to write. But they don't want to write. They want to have written. Yeah. They don't see themselves as writers. They aspirationally want to have something written. Right? And then there are people who see themselves as writers. So they're just like oh I'll go and I'll make things and I'll write things. Okay. Right? Um I think that like that has been true for me for creative work. Like I have just seen myself as a creative person. Being an artist is still like has a lot of resistance. No, me. but like what about when you started working out more? Huh. Like that was the, that was the only example where it didn't. And it did take me a long ass time. It took me like more than 2 to 2.5 years, 3 years to actually feel like I'm the kind of person who works out. Well, didn't you I think it's on a previous podcast episode in fact but didn't you also do a similar thing when you started reading philosophy? Correct. But like none of those things are very time dependent. What do you mean? Like with philosophy it took me like 4 years, 5 years to actually like it. And I was okay with that because there isn't a rider on it. 
with working out it's like any amount of workout is fine like it's not as important huh right like i know that i'm not going to become a world class athlete so for me the only task was to find the fun in working out why is it different than finding the fun in in having a company i don't know like i have not had a long time for this this like you know this thought or distillation huh the thing is we are having fun but like i know that there is something different because now i've like started actively telling myself no i want to be the person who is running a company i don't care about the success or like having had a successful company okay so let's say you've started to care about something Hmm. Do does that come with anything? Like does it mean you like to see it successful or like I mean depends on what degree of care it is I guess at least for me. Um so for so, example same <laughs> uh like am I just interested in this thing is that how much I care about it or am I invested in this thing? So for example um like chat GPT I feel like I'm interested in AI art. I feel like I'm invested in. Care about okay. both of those things, but like one of them I'm actually invested in. Like, where does this go? How does this impact culture, or how does it change the world, or affect my life, affect other people around me's life? Those are things that. Well, okay, fine. So let me let me stay with that. Um so those are things that could be um like you could be doing something to to right? You could be talking about uh AI image generation or like mm. like I don't know. Yeah. learning more about it. Like are you doing those things? Mhm. Yeah. For for AI like are you doing stuff for for AI image generation that's different than what you're doing for ChatGPT? Like I haven't used ChatGPT. I've laughed at other people's usage as in like I found the usage entertaining. I've like engaged with the content that people have built out of ChatGPT. On the other hand, with AI art, I'm having active conversations with people around it, especially with other artists and um especially with people who hold views again of opposite of mine. So I'm pro AI art. Yeah. and i'm talking to a lot of different people who are anti ai art and like having those debates and having those conversations while also trying to understand like for example i've watched a bunch of videos around like how does the stable diffusion um algorithm work what models are they using and stuff like that which i'm sure that like gpt also uses similar models but like i haven't bothered to learn about it actively But you don't feel like that's um like you don't have a goal for where you're trying to end up with your your Well, no, I feel like these are this is like these are this is something that directly impacts like you how people who will do work like the work you do in the future will do their work. Or how even I do my work right now like for um the game that Charu and I are making right now, we did a shit ton of concept art generation using Midjourney. Uh, stuff that i could not have generated in 
you know, like I could not have made thumbnails at the speed at which it was able to generate. And we are able to just ask it, oh, but what about these colors? Or what about this kind of style? Or what about this kind of image? Or what about if it had these elements? And I don't have a lot of knowledge about it yet. But I'm learning and I'm like really enjoying that learning process. I'm enjoying the growth process. But when you think about like outcomes that could be um like it's outcome oriented in the sense that when you paint you start building layers right sometimes you might know what the final thing is gonna look like and sometimes you might not but if you have a general idea you first start with the blobs and then you add in details and like at least with this thing in my brain i know that i've started painting the picture i don't know what it's gonna look like at the end but i started painting the picture sometimes when you have particularly good metaphors i think of that one client we had who was very excited about your metaphor that's funny uh no where i was going with something slightly different where i was trying to say like you, you know, people who are designers might look and say, okay, you know, I do visual design or I do interaction design and kind of be willing to say, like, this is the type of designer I am. And But I feel like what you're saying is like, oh, you know, you feel like this is a, a, a kind of thing that you could use in your work or that you could use in your thinking as you as you, uh, mm. as if, as you can internalize more and more. Like, what does what AI image generation outcomes and do? Um, or even how it works. Right. Um, but what I'm curious about is like when you think about being a a, uh, a company owner or, you know, like like running a successful uh, company or even keeping the successful part aside, that doesn't feel the same sort of like like adding a tool to your toolkit hmm. uh, as. Yeah, that's actually an excellent mm. articulation of it. I think that like it's a lack of experience slash imagination on my part. Like that I don't huh. know what it looks like or what it feels like. Like um, at some point earlier this week when I was thinking about this, I realized that while my brain recognizes that there is difference in working with clients and having a company and working with clients. I don't know what the difference is. Oh. Like, and this is, this I'm articulating is a known unknown. But there are a lot of unknown unknowns that I'm just like, I have a sense that there are a lot of unknown unknowns. But I haven't like interacted with this thing enough. I'm not sure oh. if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, it just sounds like it's a big scary thing. Or even just like a big unknown thing, I guess. Maybe we'll keep the scary part aside. <laughs> Does it make you feel uh, anxious? No, I feel very differently about it. I think because a lot of my interactions, I imagine how they will be beforehand. And then uh, often, right? That's why I also sometimes I have so much trouble in like getting things going further because I'm very worried that it won't be as good as I imagined. Or like, you know, the, the fantasy of things is just so enthralling. It's like, well, what if we should just stay in the moment of possibility forever? Um, oh. But so it's very, it's very different than how I think about it because I wouldn't, I just am not, I, I don't come from that place of, of not, I will always imagine something. <laughs> kind of, you know? Um 
say more like what would you have imagined let's say in context of like you know the company what would you have imagined oh like i can easily imagine like you know what it might be like to walk into like one of our offices like you know because i have this dream that we'll have like 10 global offices right so like that what it would be like to kind of like what that feeling would be like right to like walk in there what i would think about it being like for clients for for like us yeah, how I would like people to have that experience and then also what I would like them to take away and how, how what I would like it for, for people to, um, I don't know, how I, basically like how I'd like to be talked about, I guess, is, is what, like what, what space would you like to be uh, occupying? And you're able to visualize all of that. Yeah, I can almost somewhat visualize the building. Do you think that helps you or does that stop you? Like, does that, so I always feel like there is, such a thing as caring too much caring too much about something um becomes a hindrance in some ways do you feel like being able to visualize the thing makes it easier for you to get move towards it or makes it harder for you to move towards it it makes it confusing when you when you're moving towards it why not because some well I mean, it makes it easier in that there's less unknown unknowns, but it makes it confusing. Like sometimes it's confusing whether you're making progress or not, because sometimes you might be moving towards it, but you're not moving towards it in a way you un- you understand. Correct. And that part is annoying. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a hard question because when you haven't done it any other way, right? Like you don't know what it would be like to do it a different way. Hmm. And hard and easy are like comparative terms. So how would you know? Correct. Very interesting. I think for me, the more I can get into the doing part and less into the thinking. So like if I start imagining, I know that it stops me from doing the thing. But I have to do it and find the joy in like the smaller details and like, you know, figure out those smaller things more and more and more. Like so those are the unknowns that need to be clarified in my brain. So like in context of a company, it would be like, you know, um, like we have talked about, for example, sales or operations or admin or like, you know, all of these other different branches and like actually pushing more things out in each one of yeah. those branches, I'm sure will help me more to visualize the thing. But if I sit and visualize, I'll definitely get in my way. Well, I'm not visualizing those things. I'm just visualizing the like, overarching experience like it's a feeling not so much a that is very interesting because I don't think that I've ever done that in my life (laughs) whatever the three years that I spent trying to get into college right um 11th 12th and the gap year um I don't think that I'd even for a second imagined what being in college would be like. Oh, that's literally how I cho- like chose my college because I had this moment outside the Tufts Library where I like was just walking around and I felt like I could like I just felt like I could feel myself there, right? Like I was like this could be my experience. I don't know. It was. And you know what is the most weird thing? So all yeah. the uh, college campuses in India have a similar feeling. Right? Um, You have like a large tower and then you'll have like a circular area in front of the main building. There will be a lot of trees, whatever, whatever. 
and so when i went to my sister's college i had the exact same feeling that i had when i went to my own college even though it was totally not my college so despite the fact that i had spent 5 years the emotion was pretty similar so <laughs> you could imagine yourself in tufts and it was unique enough for you before you went there <laughs> for me it wasn't even unique enough after i had lived there for 5 years oh, that's so funny Yeah cuz I remember it was right after a class had got out or something or like maybe that period was about to start. I don't think hmm. we used to call them periods in college, but anyway. Um so it was just like a moment where like all these kids were going out of the library and all these other like some people were coming in, but I think mostly kids were just going out of the library and I like looked at them, right? And I was just like watching all the people and it was the people that made me feel that way. That that's I feel like the people are what are different, right? Like when I go to the University of Washington, they it just feels different because like I don't know. Actually, University of Washington feels much more laid back than Tufts does. Um, like people are just chilling, but Tufts no one is just chilling. There's a lot of like a little bit of like nervous like energy that I feel like I really resonated with. <laughs> 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 it's like very stressed about, or at least at least a little bit stressed about something. <laughs> like ah, these are my people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, quite oh. hilarious. This is so amusing. Like I definitely did not think when we were choosing this topic that this is where we would land. Yeah, I don't think that we had that huge difference in how we relate to future things. You didn't think that, but now you think that. Are you Yeah. Like clearly oh. <laughs> like massive difference. Yeah. Because in some ways, it's it's the thing you were saying about people you feel like who want to have written versus being writers. Like I do think I feel a little bit of that, but it's not that exactly. It's that. I mean, like, but I you also write. I, yeah, so I'm not even saying it about writing, right? Like I would say I was actually thinking about like my feelings about having a restaurant or or kind of a like a cafe. Like I, if I started to think too much about all of the small things that need to be done for it then I would I would just like become discouraged but if I think about the feeling that I want people to have when they come and visit it that's just like very exciting to me and I know that feeling like that is the thing that I imagine and that is the thing that makes me excited about it you know this is so amusing because i think it was like 8 years after i had already been like doing design and making art and stuff and i was having this conversation with one of my very close friends and i was very distressed i was like i don't have an art style i like you know my art means nothing da, 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 da. and then she was like and this is someone who was working in consulting at that time she had had finance jobs before that this wasn't someone who was like particularly wouldn't call herself a creative person wasn't someone very close to creativity and she gave me like a mini speech on what my art style is and what it means And I was like, "Wow, that captures it so well, and it also plots to a part of my personality. This is amazing." But it was just so weird. Like after doing it for close to a decade, like I still needed someone external to tell me that, like, this is what it was about. Like this I is mean, what the I feeling is, and like I'm just finding it very amusing that you're like, I know the feeling that people need to have. Yeah. Well, I was going to say because I think that it's a skill in some ways, right? Like being able to understand from people what it like I mean not to to not discount your friend, like maybe that is something she's very good at is being able to kind of like synthesize in that way. 
and then be able like maybe it was I mean, her I'm a not- design. I mean, I am a designer. I think that I'm okay at like you know figuring out what people, what emotion people would be driven towards and what emotion they might want in this situation. I feel like I'm able to do that, but yeah, it's just very weird. I don't think that like there's something here. Hmm. Like, how do you? Or rather, maybe maybe make let me ask you a harder questions. Hmm. What makes you care about this business or whatever we are doing together? Oh, because I can, I have like a feeling of what this company could be. It's very exciting. Like both in terms of like the type of work that I think we could like bring to the world, but also the type of environment I think we could create for our people. Um, And I feel like it's, it's kind of like trying to figure out who should be your co-parent if you have a child. And I feel like (laughs) we would have a good child. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. You know, when you were giving that answer, I realized that I think I care a lot more about the kind of work that we could be putting out in the world. I think you knew this. Um, yeah. Than the kind of experience that um, like people could have with us. I think that was one of the first things that I felt like when we were talking about starting a business together, I felt like, yeah, you can take care of this thing. Clearly, you're invested and you care enough about it and you know enough about it. Like, I mean, this is a little bit of a tangent, but something my dad and I were talking about when we were like deep into wedding planning or really like right at the end of wedding planning and in the moments of, of execution starting. Um, and I was just saying, that I feel like it, like a wedding is one of those few places where culturally you can create an experience for people and then just take them on it. Like otherwise, culturally, it's not very acceptable. It's like kind of weird. Like people, I don't know, right? Like Like people don't expect for you to kind of like, take them on a curated experience one that they haven't chosen particularly right like people expect hmm. to choose their experiences in the day that days we hmm. live in but but a wedding is very much you kind of like people just show up and then they do whatever you ask them to do uh and it's just really fun to be able to have that moment to be able to create something to create something that can you know can change people or give them a new outlook or something right like all of our experiences change us in different ways Um, so I don't know I mean I feel like sure you know having a good client experience is great but I think more than that like I think having an experience for the the years that people work with us like at like for us or you know as Mm. consultants or whatever that those I feel like I want them to be impactful for people I've been I've been really blessed in like most of my companies so far um, I think have been really impactful for for a lot of my colleagues um, and myself (laughs) Mm. but um what made you care so much about like how the wedding experience would be? Because like I definitely would say that like every single piece of your wedding was so well planned and so well done. It's just that. Or more like, why did you not feel tired afterwards? Or like, you know, most people give up at some point. You only told me this, right? Everything takes about uh, the same amount of time. So might as well go for the best. It was something, I think I paraphrased a little bit, but something like this you said a long time ago. <laughs> um, and I kind of feel like that's true, right? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I not to make light of like why I think other people find it exhausting, but I, I think like if you can figure out what, if you know yourself and like if you've done a lot of project work before, you know what things you find exhausting. And hmm. so you know kind of like where you need to offload stuff. Um 
Did you? Like, I didn't find it that exhausting until really the end. I think we talked about this. Like, the last week or so, two weeks before, it was kind of exhausting. But until then, it was really fine. Um, and I think that was just, like, I only really had to deal with, like, I, I found people to take up the things that would I would find exhausting, basically. Mm-hmm. Also, because a lot of, like, dreaming is never exhausting for me. So it's only when getting into, like, the hows of it that sometimes I find it very exhausting. And so if you could have people to help you with that, then it's – wedding planners are great. <laughs> I feel like yours were specifically great. Ours were specifically great. Um, yeah. And I think also they understood a lot of the, like, the feel, right? Like, we managed – I managed to communicate the feel. Um, that was the hardest. And then once you have that and once you can – and then once you can kind of set a tone with certain things, like, I think for me it was really the food that we, like, kind of just set a tone with the hotel and with our wedding planners about how much we wanted to care about things. And then that kind of it, – it, it echoes through, right? Like, I didn't ask the hotel to set up a vegan station at every uh, – meal they they did that by themselves because they knew that we cared about our vegan guests and we had talked to them so much about all of our guests that like mm-hmm. they're like yeah fine we'll just make sure there's a separate vegan live station for every every meal um so i think there's some part of that that is very that makes things easier it's like if you can be if you can figure out what is what is driving you then you can set you can figure out where you need to set kind of almost an example so then those things can percolate through um to give you kind of a different flavor of an example, like it's one of the reasons I I felt like like running early early stage companies was not something really like great for me because I am not someone who I, I feel like really a lot of really early stage companies need to have good budgetary control and like just setting a tone of like you know we watch every dollar every pizza yeah. <laughs> um, right and uh, that's just not somewhere that I kind of come from right like I like to more be in a place where I'm like oh you know I trust you're gonna figure out things as you will and also you know be cognizant of how much time and energy we're putting into things and if that means we're not getting the kind of best prices that's fine that's a lot more complex of an understanding to be percolating through an organization whereas Mm -hmm. like if you set one where it's like oh you know we're gonna need to be able to i like identify all of our spending like that is easier to percolate through an organization anyway Mm -hmm. so long story of good way of coming back to your question which is i think that we we were able to kind of set like we wanted people to feel to engage with other people was a big thing that we said from the beginning. We wanted to create spaces that would let people engage with people, especially people they didn't know. And then we wanted to just have a feeling that that everything had kind of been taken care of, right? And that you didn't need to feel stressed about anything. I think like setting those tones then managed to to kind of percolate the feeling we wanted through. Hmm. That makes sense. It also felt like that. Well, thank you. <laughs> but I think now, why did I grow to care so much about doing something like this? Which I think is the question you actually asked. Hmm. I think there's some amount of like, well, I don't know if that's true. No, I think there's some part true. So I think some part of it is obviously like you feel a little bit like you have something to prove um, when you have my kind of personality and have been to <laughs> some of the weddings that you have, I have been to. Um, and just like that, you know, I can also do something like this. But I think it was really like, I like I was kind of started this story, right? Like I think my dad and I had that conversation and uh, about like how a wedding is such an opportunity uh, to create something for, for create an experience for people. And I think that is just really, it's really special, right? Like there's a lot of my friends who are coming to India for their first and maybe only time. And a lot of people, I always find so much joy when like I get, cause I get to know so many lovely people in my life that like when I get to connect those people, it's just such a special thing. 
Hmm. And so I think doing that was a lot of what how I thought about the events. And then I think um, uh, Gorov has really a sense of like elegance that I think that really made everything feel just so much more like beautiful, right? Like I think that 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 really was how we kind of came together um, in doing something like this. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was quite the experience. And it also like, at least for me, it, it was like, oh, this is why he was planning it for 15 months. Now I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you say that it wasn't exhausting, but I don't think that I've seen anyone plan a wedding for that long. Well, we only were really planning for the last four or five months, you know? There was some stuff that we just took a really long time on. Like, we took, I think, like, eight months on a venue. Um, Mm. And, like, those are just really early kind of decisions that you don't really figure out anything else until after that is done. Mm. Um, Well, that and, like, how many days is your wedding going to be? And then are you going to have a (laughs) pre-party? If so, where? (laughs) Yeah, about that. (laughs) But I'm excited about, like, us starting our conversations again. And like getting back into the groove of the work again. Yeah. Because it feels like I think um, like last month, a lot of things sort of kept uh, stewing in my brain, which I think over the last like whatever, one and a half years, almost two years now that we have been talking, have we haven't like, don't think there has been space for just letting Mm. things stew for a while. Mm. Um, I think for both of us. And in a weird way, for me, it was also like, hmm, ask myself, do I care about this thing enough? And thankfully, the answer at the end was like, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I don't know if you quite answered why you care about it so much at any point yet. So one part is like, I think similar to what you said, um, that like, We'll raise a great child. I have that feeling as well. That I think we would be able to... I think that like we would be good co-founders. We would be able to build something really interesting. Um, So I generally had this sense of... I've worked a lot with early stage companies. And I don't like that feeling of giving up on the things that are important to you. Just because you need to make money. Hmm. And I've seen people do that often... And the problem is that it's not just that they give up on things that are important to them. They also change their identity because the environment is so, because of the like pressures of the environment, because of the pressures from investors, because of the pressures from their team, like they end up changing who they are. Um, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And I think that like I'd always found that very exhausting, especially working with that many people. Like it's fun, but it's also pretty exhausting. And I think that I just felt, I've always had this sense that like with you, that wouldn't happen. Um, Because I think that like one, you care about the right things. um, And we care about a lot of similar things. And whatever are, I think, important things that I don't care about, I know that you care about them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't think it's possible to care about all of the things at the same time. And so, like, that's why I think, I'm not sure if I answered your question. No, but I But those are the did. reasons. Yeah. Okay. But this was a good conversation. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Thinking on Thinking. Our theme music is by Steve Combs and you can find a link to it in the show notes.